Welcome back to Take the Points, where we begin talking about the proper way to deliver not-so-great news. Adam mm. Kramer, Marcus Moser, and this is not a Dallas Cowboys episode of Take the Points, Marcus, but Dallas Cowboys are playing, they're on hard knocks, and mm. they're tweeting. And I want to, first and foremost, because you are a Dallas Cowboys uh, expert, get your thoughts on a tweet describing Dak Prescott's MRI. It was one of the most... Um, cryptic strangest uh ways to deliver news basically saying all like kevin bacon and um you know all is well all is well <laughs> like no need to panic he's getting an mri so what are you hearing about deck prescott and most importantly what did you think of the tweet the tweet was weird there's no doubt about it it said not to worry cowboy fans it's not a setback it's not a you know it's just precaution so that it got Cowboy fans and the rest of the football world riled up for no reason. Am I worried about Dak? No, this is not his second MRI. It's not even his third. It's the fourth MRI that he's had over the last couple of weeks. They're basically just testing out a shoulder because he threw earlier this week in practice. They just want to see if, you know, how he's progressing. And I think he's going to be ready to go to practice fully next week. It's not a concern for me at all. Okay. couple things. First off, it's a hard tweet to write. It is. You are, are you, you are genuinely trying to ease people's nerves who yep. are concerned about his health. So I tried to like rewrite this in my mind. And I don't think there's a good way to deliver this news because telling people like, look, everything's cool. Immediately, people are going to say, oh, things are certainly not cool. Like naturally, like yeah. it was, it, I don't know if it was the structure of it. It's got multiple sentences. It's like a haiku or something. Yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. Yeah, like Listen. everything, it's like every, every, everything's fine. All is well. And then internet lights on fire. All they had to do was say he's getting an MRI on Friday. Because if it's a scheduled MRI two, three days from now, it's not that big of a deal. But when you just say he's getting an MRI, it makes it sound like something bad happened at practice. It's not, not, the, not the issue at all. Dak Prescott is fine. You, you heard it here first. Uh, a reminder, guys, you can check us out. Apple, Spotify, we had to dive into this first and foremost with our <laughs> Cowboys guy. Uh, wherever you get your pods, subscribe there. And then a special offer uh, for our Bet MGM. New customers in legalized betting states receive a free bet up to $600 with the code the game day. Again, that's the code the game day, all word, one word, uh, at Bet MGM for our listeners in legal betting states. So a lot of Cowboys stuff. But today we are focusing on the NFC West, which remains a bit of a glorious mystery for me. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try to solve because it's such a good division, so top heavy. We're going to hear your, your top players in this division, which I'm actually super excited about because this is a meaty one. I've got some player props and spoiler alert, Marcus, I am going overs. I'm not even mm -hmm. messing with the unders. This is an over division that I'm going to be going with. But first, let's start with fill in the blanks, our general look of what's going on in the world of football. And there's a lot going on. Oh, and by the way, too. Preseason games. Before we come on air, you, you've got bets. You've got thoughts. We've got a full slate of preseason games. Yeah. Don't let anyone shame you into betting preseason games. It's perfectly fine. We are also 1-0 on this podcast right now. Actually, 2-0 if you count our underpick from last week, which uh, absolutely hit. So make sure you guys are paying attention to that. So, so quick story that I kind of told you off air. I took some time <laughs> away with my wife. No kids. We're, we're in a, at a nice little lake house in Wisconsin. And I have this on in the hotel watching it. And mm -hmm. the looks I got from my wife, uh, just genuine disgust. She knows oh, that yeah. I've wagered on a preseason game. She knows that there's no children around. Like, it's just 
do you need to watch this was the question that I was given. And the answer is yes, ish. <laughs> no, but kind of. Um, what were the emotions of the preseason? Because this was mine, and I'm being completely honest. I love preseason. I love betting it. The first 15 minutes, heart is pumping. After that, I'm like, oh, I remember this. This is yeah, yeah. yeah. This is pretty bad. <laughs> like this Listen, is bad. It's been a long time since we've had football, so I enjoyed every single second of it. We threw a party at the house, cooked up some tacos. Oh, it yeah. was great. I, we're back, Adam. That's that's all I can say. To be to be clear, I'm not hating. I loved it, <laughs> but the football was an atrocity. I'm, oh, look, I'm yeah. a college guy, is. so. I am used to atrocious football. I, it's, like a it's, it's a glorified practice, right? That's no, all it's it like is. A, it's like a delicacy. You you yeah. need to, like, mm, like a fine wine, like that has a unique <laughs> unique taste that you just enjoy, which I did. All right, so yep. uh, apologies. I'm 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 going sideways. Let's do flow in the fill in the blank. Let's start with cracking down on taunting is blank, which is what the NFL is doing, which is really really stupid silly like why Who, who's asking for the taunting to be cracked down actually there's one person dave gettleman the uh the general manager of the giants is the only person that has asked for this nobody else cares we kind of like it when tyree kill throws up the peace sign a, a def, you know a defender that he's running by it makes the game fun we get to see the personalities I, I just don't know who is asking for this i think it's really stupid there's a lot of things i would do to fix the nfl i understand that you want to have some limitations on what a player can do to mm -hmm. humiliate another player. I, I, I think that having some boundaries are appropriate. Like, so, so let it be known. I, I, I don't think like the games would get longer. Like there's reasons no. to maintain a certain order on the field, but fun is fun. Yes. So if you're going to do some taunting, I think baseball starting to embrace this a little bit. And baseball a little bit. Yeah. A, yeah. a dinosaur game. It's weird that when they quit. And the other thing, Marcus, I'll say this. I don't watch football and see an abundance of taunting. Like no, it's never been no. a part of my watching experience. So I don't understand why this of all things is a focus. I mean, like spinning the football after you, you know, you get a first down, that's a taunting penalty now. Like really, are we going to go that dumb. far? It just, it seems like it's just, it's, it's dumb. I could tell you right now, I got a bet. You're going to have a bet, right? You're going to have that big first oh, yeah. down yep. with like two minutes left for your first half over. And they're going to move them back and it's going to really irritate me. Like yes. I'm already preemptively mad yes. at some of these. Yep. And, and it's by coming. the way, so will the rest of football. Yep. Um, uh, speaking of mad, the saints are blank without Michael Thomas. A bad team. I mean, that, that passing offense is basically non-existent, right? They have Traquan Smith. Who's missed a lot of practice. They're going to be relying on like Adam Troutman and Marcus Callaway to carry the passing offense. It's just, it's probably not going to be a very good team, Adam. Uh, I agree. They're, they're severely hindered. I think the question, I'll, I'll pivot this question and ask you this. There's some interesting tweets. There's some meetings mm -hmm. apparently he met, um, you know, with the group and he's meeting with coaches, trying to figure things out. This does not seem like a marriage that is a forever no. marriage. No, no like, it seems like maybe this one it? more year, right? Yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts too. It does not seem like this is working out. Oh, by the way, Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, I know that's an obvious dot to connect, but Marcus, like that dude loves him. Like, I mean, they, there's a genuine connection there. Where did he go to Urban, school? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and urban, I mean, truly adores him. Yes. So yeah. I'm curious. I'm just curious if that would actually, I think it'd be a great move by the way. So a little bit cart before the horse, but uh, yeah, I, I could maybe a year from now. Happening. Yeah. Would not be surprised if that happens a year from now. Yep. Hard knocks is back. 
uh, I was watching, obviously, we, again, Dallas Cowboys, Marcus yep. Mosier. You need to follow Marcus on Twitter if you are, are into Dallas or just the hard knocks in general. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I had my favorite moment. I would imagine they are going to be the same. So the best scene mm. in the hard knocks was blank. Uh, Jerry Jones eating a sausage McGriddle because – Billionaire owners are just like us, right? Like they, they can have whatever food they want in the world. They can have the most glamorous breakfast ever. And yet Jerry Jones goes with the sausage McGriddle with extra salt. That's, that's the key thing here. Tipping it over and putting the salt on it. Oh, it's, it's so good. That was an aggressive salt pour. Okay. <laughs> like that is an aggressive salt pour. So um, he's an older man and he's living life. Sausage McGriddles, by the way, delicious. First they're fantastic. Don't uh, let okay. anybody tell you that they're not. So, it's one of the best breakfast sandwiches out there. And I, I think the internet, which hates everyone and everything, kind of aligned here for an appreciation of, and actually genuinely kind of hates Jerry Jones. And yeah. I think Jerry Jones had his like Tom Brady social media moment where people were like, you know what, Jerry? That's a lot of salt. That's some fine work. Like that is, like, <laughs> that was the salt ad though was like, that was reminds good. me. My, reminds me of my buddy who who's a farmer lives down in southern illinois every time i see him he's got that beer uh, he's got that bush oh, yeah. he's dumping salt i mean you know it, it's never been my thing i've tried it i've dabbled but uh i'm a big fan of salt too i just have my boundaries yeah it's the flavor enhancer i also want to say bones fossil the cowboy special teams coach talking to his players about getting a, a vasectomy and then getting it reversed is just that was incredible tv uh, that show, the way they cut that show up in such a short amount of time, like we've been involved in, in, in this kind of process. No, nothing ever, at least me, nothing ever like that. The yeah. way that they are able to get that kind of content and highlight it spectacularly week over week is nothing short of extraordinary, yep. man. I mean, no, it was incredible. I am so it, happy it's back. Just that scene alone where the players are asking him about his drive and all that kind of stuff. It's so good. They don't call him Bones Fossil for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. I, I cannot, I cannot wait for more, but the McGriddle is absolutely yeah, that's a good fantastic. One. Uh, okay. We've got preseason and we've got potentially a storm. So things could change, but playing Tom Brady in the first preseason <clears throat> game in a potential tropical storm is asinine. Like why, what, why does Tom Brady need a preseason game for? This is exactly why you draft Kyle Trask in the second round, play him the entire game, see what he looks like. Brady does not need these reps. He's, 44 years old bruce arians is wild man i don't get it yeah it just doesn't seem smart yeah like nope. you have to and, and bruce is really smart so mm -hmm. i don't know why you have to put this guy out there it's very much a similar team it's not mm -hmm. like there's a it's it's a similar offense he should be pretty much primed and ready to go i'm wondering how much he'll actually play i, I say this marcus in preseason in general i think we're all trying to find a rhythm You've got one less game. Just the mm -hmm. spacing of this seems a little bit awkward. Um, I'm curious how we've already seen basically Matthew Stafford as we transition to NFC West here soon, like not going to see the field, right? I mean, that's that seems to be the case. So I am curious to see how quarterbacks are treated. You would think that they would just like wrap this dude in bubble wrap and they'd be done well, with it. We saw the Giants today said that Daniel Jones isn't going to play in the preseason, but Tom Brady is. Like some of this stuff is just wild, man. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I'm, I am, look, again, tease. We got more preseason picks mm -hmm. coming up. And the last one, as we transition, the NFC West will win blank games or a total of blank games. So this is an interesting question, too, to set the table. I'm, I don't have a great answer. I think it's a lot of games. But where I struggle with this, Marcus, is 
is will this division just beat the heck out of each other? Will they dominate outside of their divisional walls? Because I think they probably have a chance to. I think they will. Yep. It, it, so you think it's going to be a ton of games? I did the math in my head a little bit before we started the pod. I think like 43 to 44 games. Like I think there's a legitimate chance. That's huge. Yeah. I think you're going to see multiple teams win 12 to 13 games in this division. I think everybody has a chance to win eight or nine games. So yeah, I think 43, 44 is certainly possible. All right. Well, let's dive right into it. NFC West breakdown again, for me, it's, I, I think I've probably said this about multiple divisions, but I, I do think this is the best division in football signed, sealed, delivered officially um, talking points. Let's start Matthew Stafford. I mean, you and I have been pretty much all in since this move was made on the move itself. So as strong as we were then, are you as strong on it now? Yeah, and actually the odds have kind of helped us out with not only Matt, Matt Stafford to win the MVP, but the Rams to win the division. I I just think how Stafford adjusts to that offense, what the Rams look like with a good quarterback is going to be maybe the most interesting storyline in the league because this Rams team was in the playoffs last year despite, I think, pretty bad quarterback play. If Stafford is as good as we all believe he is, then this might be the team that ends up coming out of the NFC this year. Like it's not all that unbelievable to, to imagine it happening. I, I'm just, I'm so interested to see what Stafford looks like with Sean McVay. Let's go to Seattle uh, as a Russell Wilson, Chris Carson fantasy football owner last year. I felt really good for five weeks and mm-hmm. then you had Carson get injured. I'll talk about him a little bit in player props and the offense just not look itself. You've got Jamal Adams holding out, although it seems like they're somewhat close on money. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what to make of Seattle. Like I could see, I think the the potential ceiling is extraordinary. I don't think the floor is necessarily low, but what the heck happened to this offense? And and will it fix itself is the big question I have moving into the year. Yeah, Seattle's really interesting. And we're going to get on how to bet on these guys in a little bit. But depending on your sports book, you can get Seattle at plus 275, plus 300 to win this division. And remember, they won the division last year and they brought back everybody on offense. DK Metcalf is going into year three. The offensive line should be better. The defense got better this offseason. It's a team that has never won fewer than nine games with Russell Wilson. They've only missed the playoffs once since 2012. So, like, why shouldn't they be the favorite? I don't know. And it's, it's, it's what makes this division so hard to bet. Okay, speaking of difficult team to assess, the Cardinals, to me, are probably the more, one of the more challenging teams across football. Kyler Murray statistically is on a Josh Allen-like trail, if not mm-hmm. outpacing him in terms mm-hmm. of numbers. Now he plays with an, in an offense with a coach and is surrounded by some pieces. You've got A.J. Green. Is Kyler Murray, I guess the biggest question for me, you've got J.J. Watt there, of course, as well. But to me, this is about Kyler Murray. Is he ready to take that next, next step? I, he's already in an echelon. Mm-hmm. He's a guy you'd love to have. But I think, Marcus, the big storyline for me is, is he ready to take that next step? Because if he is, I think the offense is really scary. I think he is. The problem is I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury and the offensive line is like the pieces around him at receiver are really good, but man, that offensive line is really poor. And we saw last year, Kyler got banged up and he wasn't quite the same player uh, when he was injured. So if they could protect him, would not shock me at all. If Kyler has 50 total touchdowns this year, I think that offense is going to be so good. I'm just a little worried about the guys in front of him. You know what's interesting? It's interesting you say that with prop bets that we've that I've done that we've talked about Josh Allen rushing yards, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Dimes rushing yards going under on both because we're saying 
hey, both guys would like to and should sit back in the pocket to eliminate injury, to create. They've got weapons. I don't feel the same way here. I looked at that number, and run. I do Please think there's a fair yeah. – Exactly. I yep. think he's going to have to run and hopefully stay upright. But in terms of talent, um, he's one of the more exciting players in all of football. Like, I am – that's going to be one of the most watchable teams in the NFL. I don't know how good they're going to be, but it's going to be a really, really fun team. Well, in terms of star power, right? Like having DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green and now JJ Watt and Chandler John. I mean, they got all pro players Huge. all over the place. It's just, what about the rest of the roster? What about eight through 53? Are they going to be good enough there? That's where I have my concerns. And last but not least, Trey Lance watch San Francisco. And I, I think you have to start with the quarterback. The, mm-hmm. the reviews of Trey Lance have been exceptional. Um, Jimmy G has played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess, Marcus, it's, it, it, to me, it's a matter of, well, two things. A, I think these wide receivers could be really, really good. I agree. I'm really excited about this group. And B, when it, will it be Trey Lance time? When will Jimmy G open the door for Trey Lance? And I'm not necessarily asking you that now. But yeah. yeah. It's going to be a theme that lingers over the entire season for them. Are we sure it hasn't already happened? Because it you, sounds like could. Trey Lance is starting to take more, you know, reps with the first team. We're starting to hear the narrative shift a little bit, right? Like it was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is our starter. Now it's, well, we're going to make sure we get Trey Lance on the field and special packages and stuff. And it seems like we're paving the way for maybe Trey Lance to be the week one starter. But Adam, my question to you is this, the 49ers were, the last place team in this division last year, but they are the current favorites to win the NFC West. Does that seem a little off to you? It actually does. Like I, I, I don't love the value there mm-hmm. because I still think as, as good as Trey Lance could be. And as much as I like these receivers, are we betting on a coach here, Marcus? Like, are, are we doing that? Like, because a little bit. A little bit. Now it's close, right? So it really is when you look at the odds and we'll talk about it a little bit more plainly in a bit, it does feel like these could shift one way or another. I feel like we're just betting on, and not only that, you think of San Fran losing Robert Salah to the Jets, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a, a decent amount and, and lost some of their offensive pieces as well. Now granted, this is a Shanahan team, but like there was staff turnover. Mm-hmm. You've got a quarterback situation that looks favorable, um, but you still need to figure that out. Uh, I, I think there's still a lot to unpack here for this team as much as I like some of the pieces. So I'm a little surprised. I'm assuming you are as well. It's just because it, there's such an unknown at quarterback, right? Like if Trey Lance comes in and plays really well, okay, I could easily see it. But if we get Jimmy Garoppolo for 10 games and Trey Lance for seven games and it's back and forth, I'm just going to have a hard time picking 40, 49ers over Sean McVay or Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. It's, it's just a tough bet to make right now. All right, let's dive in, and I'm pumped for this. Your top, well, it's top five, right? Mm-hmm. But usually you and I sprinkle all over the place, and we go to top ten, and I uh, ask you, I was going to say berate you. No, I ask yeah, you questions yeah. about your omissions. So let's start. Let's go number one first. Let's not, let's not wait on this one. Start me off your number one player in the NFC West. I think yeah, I know so, who it is. So first and foremost, this was the toughest division. Like there is so much talent oh, in this division. Like the guys I left outside of, you know, outside of the top 10, I kind of feel sick about it and we'll get to them in a second. But <laughs> uh, number one is Aaron Donald. It has to be, I think he's the best defensive tackle of all time. And I think, I think he's getting into the conversation for one of the best defensive players in general of all time. So he's, he's an easy number one. Should have won the Heisman, by the way. Should have won <laughs> yes, the Heisman. He, yes, he should have. Is, um, I don't know how this cannot sound weird. 
But seeing that man with his shirt off, a defensive tackle should not look that way. No, with, no. With, I mean, the guy, uh, like, it was injured last year a little bit, right? But still, I mean, he is so unique, so special. Uh, this has been a quarterback-driven rankings, mm-hmm. largely, right? And should yes, be. Quarterback yes. is the most yep. important. But he has that kind of influence on a game, which is extraordinary. I, I have – you'll have no argument for me. I imagine, Marcus, you'll have very little <laughs> arguments from anybody else out in the world. Yeah, yeah. So – Back to Aaron Donald as a Heisman Trophy should have been winner. He yes. has the most tackles ever for a, for a loss by a defensive lineman in college football history. I mean, just absolutely it was ridiculous. Not. Yeah, and Dominican Sue should have won. Okay, yes. Aaron Donald had better numbers than he was Sue even better. Yeah, and should have won. Ridiculous. Don't get me started. I'm sorry. All right, uh, number two, it's Russell Wilson. We talked about him before. Seattle's never had a losing season with Russell Wilson as a starter. They've only missed the playoffs once since 2012. I thought last year was the best season of his career. I thought that was the most accurate he's ever been. I still think he's a top four, five quarterback in football. I think you have to put him at number two. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Three through five. argument. I put DeAndre Hopkins at number three. I still think he's probably the best receiver in football right now. He's he's already at 10,000 yards, which means – He's at a Hall of Fame pace at the age of 29 years old. He goes to Arizona in his first year. He's 1,400 yards and six touchdowns. I Again, I think he's the best receiver in the league, and I have to put him there. Although, I do think DK Metcalf is getting close to passing him, but that we can talk about that later. So, okay. Who would you rather – this is terrible because we would be terrible at guarding. I think I'd rather take a crack at Hopkins – um oh yeah but, Metcalf would run right past this so quickly it wouldn't even be funny and I know that's not a fair way to assess it but I yeah. I think it's neat this is kind of other than Wilson this is the anti-division in terms of rankings because you have a one quarterback who deservingly belongs there a defensive tackle and two wide receivers right mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little unorthodox compared to some of the rankings you've done well, and I don't disagree with any of it we're also going to talk about some other positional players that I think are the best at their respective positions. And they're going to get nods over quarterbacks as well. It's why it makes this division so much fun. So uh, just really quickly, we'll finish it out at yeah. number four is Jalen Ramsey. I think he's the best cornerback in football. His combination of size, speed, athleticism is rare. Plus the swagger and confidence that he has is, is just incredible. Uh, I, I think you could easily talk me into him being higher on this list. And then number five is a relatively new name. It's Fred Warner, the all-pro linebacker the 49ers just gave a wow. record-setting yeah. contract Monster extension deal. to. I think he's maybe one of the best covered linebackers we've ever seen in the NFL. He's only been in the league for three years. Uh, I, I truly think he is a special, special player. And that's why I have him at number five. That's a great one. And he just got paid. Congrats. A couple of linebackers getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, who did you feel sick about? Now I need to know. Well, okay, so I did the did the rest of the list, 6 through 10, and there's guys like DK Metcalf, Trent Williams, who I think might be the best left tackle in football. Bobby Wagner easily can make a case that he's the best linebacker. George Kittle, like I think when he's healthy, he's the best overall tight end in the NFL, but we really haven't seen it in two years. So he didn't even crack my top 10 at Iowa guy. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, yeah it is ridiculous. I think you're right, though. The last couple of years have been – sort of shaky mm-hmm. but when he's yeah. healthy he's special 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 he, he really is special he is one of the most unique players we've ever seen in terms of just a tight end running down the middle of the field that no one can cover and also can block at an extremely high level 
That's what they do in Iowa, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what we do. It's a, it's a pretty ridiculous list. Is it not like, so this was your toughest assignment by far? Oh yeah. I think if I would have done 10 through 15, that would have rivaled a couple other divisions, one through five. I, I truly believe that. All right. Well, you could check out Marcus's uh, rankings with more justification and, and challenge him on it. Of course, if you feel the need, although I, I agree with this one uh, over on the game day now player props. Um, interesting. Mm. I've kind of teased a little bit of all of this. I think throughout the show, I struggled. I've struggled the last couple of weeks. This one less of a struggle for me, Marcus. And I I'm, I'm going over. So it's kind of the, frankly, the theme of the division, which is mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of success. I think for a lot of players and then team success, we'll have to see. So I'm starting Matthew Stafford, uh, regular season passing touchdowns over 28 and a half. I, I, Oh my honestly, gosh. Like, thank you. Okay. That, do we need that to feels like 10 else? touchdowns too short, right? I think he could legitimately hit 40. Like oh, I, I easily, think, easily. I think 35 would be a, a logist, uh, like a reasonable number. I guess you wonder about health, but he's not even that old. So no, and he's been relatively healthy over the yes. last decade. Like early on in his career, there were some questions and outside of the one year in 2019, he's been pretty durable. The, uh, the Detroit fans are not going to like my commentary on my player prop videos. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying I is. Yeah. So, all right. There's, I mean, this, we've been on this guy. Mm. This number is off. Um, let me jump to another one. I mentioned Chris Carson over a thousand and a half rushing yards. Now, Injury last year, his running style scares me a little bit because mm. the guy runs really hard. Like if you watch someone that looks miserable to tackle, yes. Derrick Henry is at the top of that list. I don't think Chris Carson is very far, but he almost averaged five yards a carry. And Marcus, I think if I'm going to try and fix this offense, and they have so many ways to do that, I think giving him more opportunities. Too many games last year, he had eight carries for 45 yards. Yep. Right? Yep. So I think he's going to get more touches. If he stays healthy, I think he, you're looking at a 12, 1300 yard season. Yeah. It's really just a bet on health. And I think if he plays 14, 15 games, I think he's going to get there. The other thing, Adam is Seattle doesn't really have anybody that can compete with touches. Like he's going to be playing every single snap. So a thousand rushing yards basically have to average what a little bit less than 60 yards a game. I think he'll do that. I think it's really a matter of touches, right? Yep. Like that. It, it was infuriating as a, as a fantasy player, actually a guy that could catch the ball too. But, but I, I, I think he's one of the more underrated players in the entire NFL. I, I don't agree. know if you'd agree with me or not, but I, I just love watching that guy play. He just doesn't get the respect of a top 10 running back. Like when we talk about those guys, he never gets mentioned, but every year he produces. So I agree with you. All right. Staying in the overs, going to wide receivers. We'll actually start and end the wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk over five and a half receiving touchdowns. I think, I think this guy could go double digits. I, I think he is a star at the position. I thought it was a great draft pick. I, I think you agreed to mm -hmm. pretty much everybody agreed like the fit. I don't care if it's Jimmy. I don't care if it's Trey. I know there are other options. Debo Samuel Kittle. They're going to throw to running backs. I don't care. I think this guy's in for a pretty magical year. Yeah, we saw at the, the end of the 2020 season, he, he is he's so talented. He's got an 81-inch wingspan, which is the, the longest in the NFL currently, and he's only like five foot eleven. So that's a he's a pretty rare player. He's really good after the catch. There's going to be games out of this year where he has three touchdowns. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, like it's it's gonna happen. Over five and a half seems like such an easy bet. You know, it's funny you say that. I said pretty much the similar in my video. Like, he's going to have multiple two-touchdown games. Easily. And, yeah. and, and, and he'll cut this number in half or more 
in well, a single game. And there'll I, be I'm games. There'll be games where he has a 75 yard touchdown right out of the gate, because that's really what the 49ers drafted him for was to stretch the field. I, again, I think that's a great bet. Okay. And the last one, um, a guy that I've known for a, a quite some time that I've covered that I am incredibly high on uh, to this day is Rondell Moore. I'm going over mm. 545 and a half receiving yards. Have you seen some of the cutups? It's like an and one mixtape of what Rondell Moore is doing to defensive backs in camp. I have. Uh, he, <laughs> he's embarrassing. Man, an athlete. Yeah. He, he is a ridiculous. It's a matter of time. We talked about Brandon IU cutting into his touchdown total. Uh, Rondell Moore will have multiple plays of over 50 yards oh, oh, yeah. this year. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's a screen pass or a 15 yard slant. I don't think I truly in space. I'm not sure I've seen many better football mm-hmm. players. Health has been a problem. So health is a situation here, but Marcus, I'm also playing this angle. Like I know nuke is great. I, I, I don't know what you're getting with AJ green. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. I don't think there's a lot there. I think he fits a specific role on an offense. that's just going to go hog wild. So 545 is a, a decent sized number, but to me, again, he will eliminate that number in chunks, 30, 40, 50 yards at a time. That one's tough for me because the other receiver that you didn't mention is Christian Kirk, who does a lot of the same things. He's kind of an established player. They also drafted Andy, Andy Isabella in the second round a couple of years ago. They just have a lot of weapons. So for that guy to get over 500 yards as a rookie is a lot. That's probably one I'm staying away from, but I get why it's appealing. Gosh, if you have not seen, uh, not, I know you've seen, but if listeners have not seen him, the shake on him and the shimmy, I remember that first game, Marcus, that he had against, I think it was Northwestern, where it was like, here's this true freshman. Uh, I, I, I visited his gym. I've done stories on him and his gym, and I remember seeing him squat 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is – I don't, again, he's like a, he's like a Reggie. He's one of the closest things I think I've seen to Reggie Bush. I hope it's different for him yep. than Reggie. It was, if he can stay healthy though, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Watch his game for that offense. Watch his game as a true freshman uh, against Ohio state. He was going up against some pretty good NFL corners. Yeah. Such as Damon Arnett, Jeff Okuda, Sean Wade, and just obliterated those guys. I mean, it was one of the best games I've ever seen from a receiver and he was 17 years old doing it. It was very impressive. I'm with you on the fit and the fact that Arizona could add a guy like that is yep. pretty incredible. Again, Kyler Murray is in for a huge, huge yep. year. All right. So let's look at odds. You talked about a little bit earlier that San Fran uh, is, is the favorite San Francisco plus 180 to win the division 10 and a half win total. Uh, get used to that 10 number. That's going to be frequented <laughs> here. Uh, the Rams plus 200, 10 and a half Seattle plus 275 at 10 and then the Cardinals plus 400 at eight and a half. There's a lot to unpack here, Marcus. Yeah. Where, where do you start? Well, the first and foremost, just looking at those odds, doesn't it appear that Seattle is the best bet? If the 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks all are between 10 and 10 and a half wins, why not just take the team that's at plus 275 to win the division? And, oh, yeah, they, they won it last year with Russell Wilson. Like They have the best quarterback in the division. But I will say, Adam, I, we've talked about it on this podcast before. I'm very high in the Rams. I have the Rams in several uh, division parlay bets. I just think that's the best team in, in here. I think they have the most likely chance to win 12, 13 games. And I just don't see Matt Stafford being worse than Jared Goff. And if he's even just slightly better, that team's going to win 11, 12 games. I, I just have a hard I'm agreement, complete agreement, plus 200 
is probably as good a value mm-hmm. on a team this good across anything that we can get right now. And 10 and a half. So the team's got to go 11, what, 11, 11 and six, yeah. right? Like yeah. that, I, if, if they don't do that, we've missed greatly, which yeah. we've done before and we'll do again. But that just looks good for me. Like I'm in on yeah. both. Like, and, and I, I guess where I struggle with the rest of this division, like the Cardinals over eight and a half looks pretty good to me, but I have the Cliff Kingsbury factor in the back of my mind. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. can't shake that. So if we, if I'm as strong as the, on the Rams, as uh, I guess I could speak for both of us, I kind of struggle betting the rest of this division. We've kind of dabbled in other places, you mm-hmm. know, maybe taking the Cincinnati over and taking Cleveland. Like we, we could do things, or you like Baltimore, right? If we're looking at the AFC, this is a little harder one for me that we're sort of more torn, like tying ourselves to the success of the Rams. So it makes it a little bit more challenging to invest in some of the other things. I don't like San Fran over uh, 10 I don't and either. Half. Uh, I don't feel that strongly about them, even though I think they could be good. Seattle over 10. I get it. Um, but, but I'm not necessarily inclined to, I, I like a diverse por- portfolio Marcus. And yet in this instance, I'm kind of tying myself to the Rams. I think. I agree. I just think this is too good of value, right? Like if you're going to do a parlay, like we like to do with these division parlays, throw the Rams with the Packers who are like minus minus one fifty. Or they're Rams with the Bills who are minus 150 in their division. And you can get a pretty good payout. It, it just seems like the odds are off here. I will say the, the other way that I'm betting this division is Seattle at minus 135 to make the playoffs. I, we, we basically, I yeah. think we've done all the other divisions right now in the NFC, right? And we keep coming back to the NFC East probably doesn't have two playoff teams in that division. The NFC right. North probably only has one other one except for the division winner and maybe not. I don't think the NFC South is going to have a wild card team, especially with the saints kind of falling off after the Michael Thomas thing. So is it possible that we get a division winner in the NFC West plus two wild card teams? I can certainly see that. And again, I'm going to keep referencing this. The Seahawks have missed the playoff just once under Russell Wilson. They went nine and seven in 2018 when they missed the playoffs. I just don't envision them doing that again. Minus 135 is pretty good odds there. I, I By the way, odds to make the playoffs, 49ers minus 200, Rams minus 185, Seattle, as you mentioned, minus 135, Cardinals plus 175. Don't like the Cardinals. I'd probably lay it tri- trifecta-wise on the Rams again. And I like Seattle's value at minus 135. Yep. That's almost, you know, you're getting near minus 110, right? Kind yep. of a place yep. you want to be. So I agree. History says that you want to do it. Is there any concern? Does the Jamal Adams stuff worry you at all? By the way, we, we kind of referenced it earlier as a Jets fan. I like, you know, it, it's, this is not surprising. It seems like they're kind of close on money. Mm-hmm. Things seem certainly far more um, peaceful than it was in New York. Like it, it, there doesn't seem to be, this just looks like business. Any of that st- stuff worry you though? Cause he is so important to that pass rush. Not really, because I don't think there's really a move that Jamal Adams can make. Like, he's got to play the season. He can't hold out. I think they're going to ultimately get it done because what other choice did the Seahawks have? They gave up they two gave first up round Yeah, and they got another one coming that they're giving up for for Jamal Adams. So it just it. doesn't make sense, right? I think they, they have to pay him, and I think they will. All right, so to summarize, you like Seattle to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But we are Rams. We are tying. You, you've also, by the way, you, you've got Matt Stafford MVP bets, right? I mean, let's bring that back in. Uh, I, I mean, we're just all on the Rams, right? Like, we just think this is a team that has a chance to be 
at worst, the third best NFC team this year. I mean, the NFC is not very deep. And if Stafford can click on that offense that has a bunch of playmakers around it, they've got big name players on defense. They've got this new stadium that they're going to be playing in with fans for the first time. I just think, I just think a lot is going right for the Rams at the right time. I, I would agree. It has been the theme throughout the off season. It is not changing. We are team Rams. Now, before we head out, futures <laughs> let's let's first wrap up did you did you ufc this past weekend i did not i did it at a protest because my my girl amanda nunez was not fighting and i still believe in the interim heavyweight championship it's it just felt wrong so no i did not watch it okay so i had a good night mm-hmm. uh i had aldo as i told you uh before we came on which was an amazing fight what a fighter by the way oh my god mm-hmm. uh and i have to say it's real gone is a real problem for Nganu. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. don't think this is going to go well for Nganu. I really don't. Oh, the guy, does that I, mean I, that you're going to be taking, uh, you're going to be ta- I, not taking uh, Nganu? I saw some odds and I, and there was some, it was one of those like not legitimate odds. I haven't seen that yet, but I yeah. saw they were basically pickup Nganu and gone. Um, That's which if you watch right. Derek Lewis, I'm telling you though, like, and Derek Lewis, just could not get any offense, but gone is he does not get hit. Mm. It is really, he's a really unique heavyweight and it's not necessarily the most exciting uh, style for a heavyweight because Nganu is as exciting as it gets, right. but he also, in terms of, you know, weight and everything else, I think it would be a really compelling fight. So from a USC and we don't have UFC this weekend, by the way, no, no. makes me extremely sad, but uh, I am excited about that. But the main course of this, uh, as we record on a Thursday, though, is preseason football. <laughs> so we've got some games today, um, but really more so let's look at Saturday. What what do you have your eye on from a preseason standpoint? Oh, man, there's so many great storylines. Like we're going to get to see some quarterbacks that we didn't get to see last year, like Jordan Love. Like that's maybe one of the more interesting ones. Like is Jordan love that bad? And that's why they had to had a plea to get Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, I'm interested in seeing Trey Lance. Like that's really fun. What about Justin Fields? Like, is it clear he's better than Andy Dalton? I mean, I kind of think so. I, all the young quarterbacks I'm excited to watch. You know what is hilarious though, to me, Marcus, can we go over some of these totals? Sure. Okay. I'm just going to go down 37, 38, 39, 36, (laughs) 34 and a half. Good God, Denver, Minnesota. That is an atrocity. Oh, 37 and a half, 36, 33 and a half. Bengals, Bucks. We've got some. Well, that's a weather storm. thing. There, yeah. Tom yeah. <laughs> is even playing in that game. <laughs> we do not have a total over 40. In fact, it looks like Sick they have name. five or six under 35. So I like the Bears. That said, again, yes. I'm not proving yes. it. I like the Bears. Fields has looked great. Quarterback advantage there. Miami's going to rest, I think, is more inclined to rest people, meaningful people early. I like the Bears. Am I am I crazy in this? No, that was one of my locks this week. Bears minus three and a half over the Dolphins. I also like the Cardinals minus one over the Cowboys uh, on Friday night. Here, I'll give you a couple more. Bengals plus six over the Buccaneers. There's no way that uh, another preseason team should be favored by a touchdown. And then the 49ers minus one and a half over the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are not going to play Patrick Mahomes. We're going to see a lot of Trey Lance, maybe even some Jimmy Garoppolo. Josh Rosen is a backup quarterback for the 49ers. The quarterback depth is just way better in San Francisco. Taking the 49ers is my lock. I, How's I that like for four, preseason stuff? I, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just like machine gun style. 
Green Bay, by the way, minus three over Houston is a hilarious line. Because if that is not preseason, that is what minus thirteen. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean at least. <laughs> I mean that is. I mean that's a. Some of these lines are hilarious, but the totals. So let's talk totals. The first game was uh, grotesque. I'm assuming there's going to be more grotesque things in here, correct? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of really ugly, low-scoring games because the backup quarterback play in the NFL is not very good, and if you don't have one of these young first round pick quarterbacks, then you're playing guys that really have no chance of ever making a name for themselves in the NFL. So what you want to do is you want to find uh, the games that are going to have the worst quarterback play and just bet the under. We saw that from the Cowboys, right? Like they are playing Ben DiNucci the entire second half. There was no chance Ben DiNucci was going to score a touchdown. They could have given him, they could have given him 15 plays instead of four downs and they wouldn't have scored a touchdown. So bet on bad quarterbacks for the under. God. I am excited to see me some Zach Wilson. This there weekend, you go. By the way, yes. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. We get our first glimpse of some of these QBs. It'll be very interesting to see how much they play. All right, before we wrap up, anything else you've got your eye on from a wagering standpoint? You're not excited to watch James Morgan and Mike White play quarterback for the Jets? Oh, God. And they're a favorite, <laughs> too. Um, yeah, I, well, and I just, that's, that's our of bet. course – Elijah Moore quad injury today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just just not what we need. Although I'll say this, they've got options at wide receiver there. Did yeah. you see Zach Wilson's comments on practice? By the way, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Basically saying, "I'm going to try some things to see if I can get away with it." That's now, exactly what quarterbacks should be doing in practice, that's, right? I, I just love to hear that. Now I don't yeah. know if that'll translate. He could still do stupid things in the game and probably yeah. still will. But I thought that was a neat way to process it. Then again, I am you know, a resident uh, Jets homer. So, no, no, so this, is, this is the way Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes treat practice as well. They're trying different throws to say, see, hey, okay, I don't have the arm strength to get it there. Or it's just too long of a throw. The free safety can get there. So this is the time that you're, you're supposed to do those kind of things. It makes total sense. All right, we will recap a full slate of preseason games and hard knocks and all the other things uh, on our next installment of, of Take the Points. Before we head out, a reminder, special welcome offer from BetMGM. New customers in legalized betting states receive a free bet up to $600 with the code TheGameDay. Again, that's one word. Uh, that's the code is TheGameDay uh, at BetMGM for our listeners in legalized betting states. So... Uh, for Team McGriddle, Team Salted McGriddle, uh, Marcus Moser, Adam Kramer, we'll talk to you guys next week.